Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to another episode of Work Party, the podcast. This special mini-sode is coming live from the very first Create and Cultivate Vision Summit in Miami, Florida. Jacqueline Johnson and Venus Williams took to the main stage for a keynote conversation on equal pay, living a healthy, balanced life, and what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur. Let's get right into it. As one of the greatest athletes of all time, or a best-selling author, or an entrepreneur, or an all-around legend, can you please, please give a very warm welcome for Venus Williams. Hey, Venus. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so good. So we were chatting a little bit uh, backstage, but we actually uh, both grew up in the same neighborhood, which is so funny. Yes, I just found out we both grew up in the same neighborhood, and... Your parents still live here? Your mom's here, right? My mom's here. Shout out Joanne, wherever you are. (laughs) Yes, it's still there. So it's such a small world. So I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I mean, not only are you an incredible athlete, but a true supporter of women your entire career. Um, But the first thing I want to talk about is breaking boundaries. One of the things you're known for is pushing your limits. So how day-to-day, I I think for a lot of people, it's difficult for them to keep going. It can be really difficult to keep building your entrepreneurial career or keep going day after day, especially after you hit a roadblock. So for you, what motivates you every single day? I hate losing. It's annoying, right? (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome to Miami for those who are not from here. It's a beautiful day not to be in the cold, right? But no, I hate losing and I get anxiety if I'm not putting in the work. And it's the same amount of time that you're using worrying is the same amount of time you can do something about the worries that you have. So I uh, do the best I can with the amount of time that I have and then it usually works out. And if it doesn't work out, then you get another plan. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously being an athlete, training you're training like crazy, you're doing all these different things. So now you're taking on a, a new role. You're an entrepreneur, you're CEO of two different companies. How did the on the court training help you, if at all, with being an entrepreneur? Oh, it definitely helps you in everything, everything you learn on the court. I always encourage everyone that they should do something physical that's challenging or have your kids play, that's really important. And you learn everything. You learn how to control emotions because at work, things get emotional. You have to be able to control that stuff. 
Uh, you learn how to win, you learn how to lose, you learn how to be a leader of your own life. There's every single lesson you could learn that you don't really know that you're learning until later on you're like, oh shoot, I know some stuff. I love that. So one thing I want to talk about is equal pay. It's obviously such a hot topic right now, but I want to rewind to 2005 when you met with French Open and Wimbledon officials to press them on the issue of not paying women players the same as men players. So you left that meeting in 2005 and unfortunately they didn't bite on this idea. You pushed for two more years and cut to February 2007, obviously the growing pressure that you were providing, they agreed to change the pay policies for players. And I'm just gonna read a little something from the Chicago Sun-Times that said, you were the single factor that changed the mind of the boys and a leader whose willingness to take a public stand separates her not only from most of her female peers, but also from our most celebrated male athletes. Let's just, let's drop the mic. Let's drop the mic. I mean, amazing. And this is 2005, 2007. Obviously this issue has sort of come to light now, but you were fighting this fight so early on. What did that moment mean to you? Well, growing up in Calusa, you and I, <laughs> I just wanted to win Wimbledon. And when I got there, I didn't realize that it wasn't equal for the men and the women. So it was a, a complete wake-up call. And I ended up being on the player council and being a part of you know, the governance of women's tennis. And I ended up, of course, talking to the folks at Wimbledon. And it was a long journey. There was a lot of people who helped. There was a whole tour, really, who got behind it. And I ended up being able to be a part of something much bigger than my dream of winning Wimbledon. So it was, it was an amazing thing to be a part of. And there were people like Billie Jean King also who jumped on board to make that happen. And that's been going on since the 60s. So it was about time in 2007 that we finally got equal prize money. Yeah, 47, yeah, 47 years later. But I think that really set the tone for the conversations we're having now is be, you know, being able to, one, be in a position of power, but use your power for good. I think a lot of times people get nervous to rock the boat. You clearly you know, put yourself out there in a big way and it paid off. So I think from all of us, you know, thank you. So oftentimes our earliest experiences growing up in our neighborhood, best friends, um, <laughs> at least in my mind, um, is the women around us. So who were some of the women early on in your life that helped shape your career? Yes, most certainly. Um, I, actually, I wasn't cool at all. I was the, the kid with the braces. So um, you were probably much cool. What, what high school did you go to? Cardinal Newman, shout out to Cardinal Newman. It's in West Palm <laughs> Beach. Where'd you go? High school in Lake Park called oh, Triple Academy. Absolutely. You know my, my, my parents' office in Lake Park. We were meant to be best friends. Look, <laughs> I'm putting it out there. It's happening right now. You guys are witnessing it. So what was the question again? <laughs> so the question was, who were the women who shaped your life early on? Oh, well, one of them is here today. My sister, big sister, Isha Price. There she is. Sister, woo! So she's always saving my life, and I'm very grateful for her. I have three older sisters and one younger sister and a mom. So those were really the role models in my life, and we were really a, a tight-knit family. And we were taught that your sisters are your best friends. You don't need any other friends. So there we were, and we were friends. So it's going on to this day. I love it. Well, sisters are so amazing. My sister's right here photographing right in the middle. Shout out to sisters. <laughs> 
And you had a lot of sisters, so. So we talk a lot about collaboration over competition, but obviously in your line of work, when it comes to tennis competition is what drives you. Um, and, and you know, a lot of what a part of, the big part of tennis is rivalries, right? Like people like to see people play each other and things like that. Um, and so, you know, one of the ones that, you know, is most iconic is obviously you and Serena. But what I want to talk about is a little bit of how do you guys support each other as athletes, obviously being in the same industry and now entrepreneurs, but mostly as sisters. Yes, we definitely support each other. Uh, Serena has our pop-up over at the Faina, so go and Love see that it. promo. But we also motivate each other. When I see her doing great, it, I feel motivated. But I think a lot of it, too, after a while was like, I felt like whatever she did, I was doing. So after, I think it was last year at Wimbledon, I was in the semifinals, and I realized, oh, no, I have to do this. Serena's not doing it. <laughs> so it's a weird feeling, like, when you have a sister and they're doing something, you feel like it's your own success, too. But we have a great time, and she was actually here yesterday, but she went back to Palm Beach with the baby, so. Oh, my God. Babies, for sure. So there's been a noted Venus William effect where more children of color were signing up for tennis camps and tennis programs, citing you as their inspiration. When it came to those, those programs and that happening, what about that excites you? Why was that important to you, if at all? The tennis programs? Yes. Well, because I'm a tennis player and <laughs> I love tennis. <laughs> and I'm still playing somehow, fingers crossed. But I... Tennis has given me so much, and I want to give back to, not to tennis, because maybe tennis doesn't need me, but I want other people to have that gift, too. It just keeps on giving, and you can play forever. Although, when I retire, I don't know if I'll play anymore, because I won't be able to handle it being awful. You know, it's just, you get out there, and you can't make any shots. Someone's better than you now. I don't think I'll handle that well. <laughs> So you obviously are this incredible athlete, extremely successful, and you still went back to school to get your degree. So you went back, you continued your education. Why was that so important to you? Well, remember when I told you I wasn't cool <laughs> growing up? I was a nerd. So not I much has it. changed, but whatever I do, I want to bring credibility to it. And on the court, I've worked so hard. So I bring that to anything that I do. And I love design, so I actually went to school down the street for fashion design back in the day, and you guys can visit our 11 booth at the, the pop-up back there. It's that big glowing 11. It's kind of like an 11 and a W. And 11 stands for better than a 10, so it's really about bringing your best every single time. It's about living a healthy life, empowering yourself, and when you do something good for yourself, you can give more. When you're healthy, you can give more. When you're unhealthy, you know, physically, emotionally, you can barely get through the day, get out of bed or, you know, that sort of thing. So we're all about being healthy and empowering others just by being your best. Amazing. And I want to talk a little bit about Eleven. So what inspired you to start the line? What, one day you woke up and you're like, I'm going to do this. Yeah, I started the line because at the time I didn't think there was a lot being said in activewear, but in the last you know, five, six, seven years it's exploded and there's so many awesome things happening in activewear and there's so many people being active in different ways and there's so many ways now to be fit and healthy. I'm actually doing an ab challenge right now, so it's oh, not, God. <laughs> not a crazy one, but just 100 abs a day, easy, but with weights. So it has to be weighted, whatever you do, weighted. So if you plank it out, plank it with a weight on your back. So this is an easier one, but it was just 
So if you want to join in, this is day five for me. But I promise you on day 11, you'll be like... <laughs> I'm going to start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's why I was motivated to start 11 because I love clothes and I'm also in recovery for the rest of my life for a shopping addiction. So I literally had to Fair. go cold turkey. Cold turkey. Yeah, just start the company. Then, then it's no longer an addiction. It's start your work. It's your job. Exactly. So I read something that I love so much um, when I was researching you, but you were starting this company and you called up your friend, Sally Krawcheck. And so for those of you guys who don't know who Sally Krawcheck is, she's the founder of Elevest, which is this incredible financial platform uh, you know, for women. That's amazing. And you, know, you asked her for advice you know, when it came to launching this business. Um, and I love that because I think it really speaks to the collaboration of her competition and women helping women. Why do you think friendships like that are so important? It's very important. And I think when people are, the more successful they are, the more they want to give back because you start to think about your life and what it really means. And you just want to see others, except the haters, I guess they don't want to see anyone do good. <laughs> but outside of that, everyone else wants to see people do well. So it's amazing that everyone I meet has been so excited to give back and I find myself in that position too. And even through 11, I want to give back through that because I want to see people say, I'm living a healthier life because of this, or you all wrote this blog and you know, it motivated me to feel better about myself or that sort of thing. So 11 for me is an opportunity also to give back what being active and building confidence through being active and focusing on what you can achieve instead of maybe what you look like Everyone wants to look good, but it's more important to feel good. So that's really what I, my, I hope my gift can be through 11, not just now, but later. You know, as long as when I hopefully not die soon, technology will change and none of us will ever die. But, you know, I'd like that legacy to go on. So obviously you're also the CEO of V-Star Interiors, which I'm personally obsessed with. I love interior design, so I had a fun time spiraling down all your work. Um, it's an interior design firm for those of you that know, but you have huge clients like Airbnb. You're working with them. Um, how did you know interior design was something you wanted to do? Yeah, so I love all design, but there's only so much time that you have, so I focused on fashion and interiors. And it's just an amazing thing to be able to design a space. And we've had, you know, worked with different kind of projects, but we've also been able to work on some fun projects too, like the Washington Tennis and Learning Center and Tennis and Learning Center for the kids in Southeast in Washington, D.C. And a lot of times these kids, this is the only place they have to go. So to be able to bring impactful design to spaces like that is just amazing. So you're the CEO now and you have teams at both companies. So when you're hiring someone, what are you looking for? Well, two of my team members are back there, Matt and Elena. They came out on a Saturday. Yeah. They always show up for me <laughs> and Eleven. So thank you so much. I love them. And team members, I'm very, I work extremely hard, but I'm easygoing and I like to have fun. I roll with the punches. If you punch me, I'm going to still smile, you know? So I'm looking for team members that can have that same sort of attitude and no drama. The only drama I want is in my reality TV, but <laughs> 90 Day Fiance, but nothing else, you know? I love it. Does, does the whole team have to do the ab challenge or is that required? Well, <laughs> it is now. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do some sentence finishers to wrap up. A woman whose career I admire is... Serena Williams. Oh, yes. 
My secret sauce is? Um, you know, believing in yourself, even when you actually don't, just making, faking like you do, and it actually works. To be an entrepreneur in 2018, you need? Authenticity, but that word's overused, but just be yourself. Yes. I want my legacy to be? I just want to be a good person. And in 2020, you might find me? At a club in South Beach. And... Oh! <laughs> I'm supposed to say the Olympics, apparently. <laughs> hey, we're ready. We're all ready. Both. <laughs> yes, a club and then the Olympics. Oh, Olympics I'll be at Create and Cultivate in 2020. Yes! We'll all come back. Well, thank you so much, Venus Williams. Let's give it up for Venus Williams. Have you bought your copy of Work Party the Book? Part career manifesto, part practical business advice, Work Party the Book is everything I wish I knew during my early years as an entrepreneur. The ups, the downs, the things I learned and the women that helped me to make it happen. Just like in our podcast, Work Party the Book does not shy away from the nitty gritty details you need to know. If you hope to start your own business or become the HBIC at your current gig, we're here to help you out. Available in hardcover and audiobook on Amazon, also on iBooks at Target and your local bookstore. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Work Party, the podcast. If you felt inspired and learned something new, let us know in a review on iTunes and check us out on social at Work Party. For every episode, we have downloadable resources available on workparty.com so you can put these tips and tools into action for your own business. Thanks again for listening. And as always, work hard, party on.